Hi, and welcome to the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks for joining us today. Today on the podcast, I talked to Natai and Brian about how they met all the way in faraway Hawaii, ended up getting to know each other, and how it led to marriage. They join me now. Ty and Brian, how are you guys doing? Good. I'm good. Good. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Glad to have you guys. So um, I know that for this podcast, we're going to talk about your guys' relationship and how you met and stuff like that. But probably what most people want to know is, uh, Natai, are you still surviving? Are you about ready to pop with that baby? I'm about to pop. Yeah? Yeah. Three and a half more weeks. Almost got it finished. Not too bad. Brian, is she... Um, how is she as a, a, a pregnant wife? Is she always asking you to, to get her things and, and weird kinds of food because of cravings or something? You know, honestly, she hasn't had any weird cravings. Um, I think, Ty, if, if I'm remembering correctly, the only thing we really ever ate much was chocolate when you were pregnant with Maya. Um, I think on that one, we were eating Ghirardelli's like every day, literally every day. <laughs> No, we were not. <laughs> yeah, that's why That's why she came out 10 pounds. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, no, she's actually, uh, uh, I mean, she has to be, but she's pretty self-sufficient. Um, I, yeah, I help when I can, but my schedule's really weird. And that's not besides, all. You know, besides, you know, bathing the girls and putting them to bed when I get the chance, it's, She's uh, she's had to learn to do everything on her own. It's good, Ty. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> but uh, when when uh, when you're in the last month of your pregnancy, uh, <clears throat> by by uh, federal law, each day is actually thirty six hours. No, oh, so, I was not aware. So yeah, I think it's she's, more like uh, she's got she's got a long ways to go. It's only three weeks, but it's a long three weeks. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Well, There's let's no go hope. ahead and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so depressing. I'm sure Natalia really appreciates how encouraging you are <laughs> to her. <laughs> That's probably yeah. what gets her up in the morning is knowing that that Brian's going to encourage her so well. That's that's right. Hmm. Um. So on on this episode, I want to go back and kind of like what we did with mom and dad last week and talk about how you guys ended up meeting your dating process and uh, getting married and stuff like that. So to begin with, you guys met out in Hawaii. And Natalia, you're definitely not from Hawaii. And Brian, you're not either. So how about each of you tell me, Taya, start first. What, what was the process that brought you out to Hawaii to even be in the same state as him? Uh, one of my friends from college... Actually, I didn't even know her that well. Messaged me on Facebook and said that Mr. Goodell was hiring for history teachers, a history teacher, and um, told me to apply. So I did. And uh, they flew me out there. And um, that's why I got out there. <laughs> what were you teaching when you were out there? Uh, history, 7th through 12th grade. Okay, gotcha. And how many years did you do that for? Just one. Just the one year. Just the one? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Brian, what brought you out to Hawaii? So in 2009, I enlisted in the Marine Corps. Um, my MOS was aviation ordinance, and there's a unit out there that 
required people with my job. Um, so from what I've heard, uh, what we were told anyways, is that it was a very rare assignment for a first-term Marine to uh, mm -hmm. go to Hawaii. Um, and I guess uh, out of the last few classes before mine had gone through, that nobody had gotten orders to go there. And so, uh, so whenever I got handed my orders and they said Marine Corps Base Hawaii Headquarters Battalion, I was pleasantly surprised. Living in Hawaii had been a dream of mine for a very long time. And so, you know, I didn't ask any questions. I just flew out there. I, uh, I think I got to Hawaii um, June of 2010. I think that's about the same time you got there, huh, Tal? Yeah, I got there in July. Okay. okay. So yeah, so I was there maybe a little bit before her. Gotcha. So Brian, because uh, I'm not familiar exactly with uh, the way that the military works in general, and then just your job specifically. But what what were your like day to day duties as you were stationed out there in Hawaii? Uh, so it's a it was not what you would expect from a normal military unit. Uh, we were non deployable, meaning that we were attached to the base as opposed to attached to an actual unit. Um, so my day-to-day -day responsibilities are varied. Um, there's a Marine unit uh, called the 3rd Marine Regiment that is stationed in Hawaii. We have uh, 1st Battalion, 12th Marines, which is an artillery unit. And then we have a couple of military police units out there. Um, so pretty much what I, what I would do is... I was uh, tasked with storage, transportation, uh, logistical support when it came to anything explosive for those units. Um, so because it was an infantry unit, it was mainly, you know, small caliber ammunition, um, maybe, you know, mortars and stuff like that. We didn't have any big aircraft, so mm -hmm. I never got to handle any anything huge. We did have like 500-pound bombs, but that was about the biggest thing that we had. Okay, um, but since it was Hawaii, you know, it's a real, real relaxed station. Um, some days we didn't do anything except for uh, okay. enjoy the sun. <laughs> Most days, Natalia, is that what you said? Yeah. Thank me for well, that's good though, because then he he had free time to meet you, right? Yeah. The only reason yeah, he met because oh. he had an accident. That's not true. Yes. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, let's, let's maybe let's I won't get Andrew, the same story out of both of you, but but let, how, how did you guys moderating. end up meeting? Um, so I had a roommate that actually uh, went to uh, Koalau Baptist, um, and uh, and he invited me out one day. I wasn't really into the whole uh, you know church scene at the time. Um, so uh, it was I was kind of hesitant to go. Um, I think uh, I think I was a single. Was it what do they call it? The singles group. Yeah, I don't remember when we first met. So <laughs> I do. Well, I guess Brian will tell the story then. Keep going because I'm not I'm not senile apparently. So. No, our, first time <laughs> That's what met. happens when you marry an older woman, Brian. <laughs> no, I remember. So the their memory goes quicker. Uh, no, the first time we met. And I even remember what she was wearing. She had this weird shirt with a tie printed on. And uh, and so 
The reason I remember that is because I, was, I thought that was a very weird thing to wear to a church. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, hey, we met. Uh, I can remember. I don't know. I don't remember it the same way you do. So, um, yeah. So uh, you know, being a young enlisted man looking for a woman, I guess. Uh, I introduced myself. She uh, she seemed like she was all over the place though. So <laughs> she she's like a teacher, so all the kids are coming up to her, and I don't know. She was pretty active in the church. So I was fighting for her attention at the time. And that's why she doesn't remember meeting me. Because <laughs> she was dealing with all the kids instead. Yeah. Now, there was this one little kid. Man, he was always getting in my way. Always asking to play on her phones and stuff. And and I'd be thinking, you know, like, dude, come on. I'm trying to, he was I'm trying to get her to be my girlfriend. <laughs> Leave her alone. Well, how about, how about this? How long did it take from that first meeting... Uh, to where you guys had gone on your your first date? Oh, not very long at all. Um, That's not true because. We... Well, okay. What are you gonna say? <laughs> well, the first time we hung out was at Thanksgiving. So I don't know when. Yeah, it was that black. It was that Black Friday. I remember. Yeah. And then he tried to kiss me before I left to go home for Christmas. I did not. <laughs> yes, you did. And I told him he had a girlfriend. <laughs> you did. I moved in my head. That's the only reason you didn't kiss me. <laughs> oh, man. And God's going to snatch you up for lying. <laughs> then, then <laughs> he started, we started hanging out more. And then you really never like, I mean, we were always together by ourselves i guess we were dating but we didn't actually like i don't even remember when we first like dated dated like we actually went on a date yeah does the non-senile first of this relationship remember what your first date was pf changs sorry i remember oh yeah that's right right. pf changs i don't know when that i don't either but there's a uh, I think you posted a picture on Facebook, so it's probably uh, it's got a timestamp on it. But that was our first real date, like a you know official date, I guess. Yeah, we went down now, to Waikiki, and Brian ordered two meals <laughs> for himself. <laughs> well, I didn't know that it was you know, I mean those meals were like Samoan sized for the Hawaiian people. <laughs> I thought it was like a you know. You get like a little plate of it. That meal had to have been like a hundred dollars. Probably. <laughs> Money. The, there was no expense when it came to my Talia. Oh, whatever. But uh, no, ever. I mean, ever since we met, we were kind of like joined at the hip. Yeah, we were. I, I didn't really do anything without her. Well, what what was it, um, Brian? What was it about Natalia that like? stood out to you like why did you want to hang out with her so much uh i i don't remember that andrew i can tell you that i just <laughs> you know when you know someone for so long you don't remember why you even like them <laughs> you're a little liar <laughs> no respect no respect um she's obviously very attractive and me being you know very shallow that was a big part of it i guess 
but uh i don't know we just we clicked so well there's like you know we could talk about anything and uh and next thing you know you know eight hours passed ty what was it um about brian that made you want to keep hanging out with him oh he wouldn't leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) you know what it is entry you know what she used to do what she would completely ignore me and then she would text me out of the blue and ask me to buy her a 24 pack of mountain dew you're such a liar no that is not a lie (laughs) And, and you know I was so smitten with love over this girl that I would do anything for her. <laughs> Let me tell you a story, Andrew. I'm going oh, on a little tangent here. Oh, I don't even want to hear about the birthday cake, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, it was her birthday. Um, she told me about how she's had ice cream cake from Dairy Queen every year since, you know, uh, since the birth of Christ. And uh, <laughs> so I was like, hey. There just happens to be a Dairy Queen on base. I'll get you the cake. Because I think that was the only one on the island. Yeah, there wasn't anyone anywhere else. And so she had already been, you know, using me for Mountain Dew at this point. So she figured she'd prefer some cake, too. And uh, so I got her the cake, right? I'm super excited about it. I take it over to the house that she was living at at the church. Uh, She takes the cake, puts it in the freezer, and says, okay, cool. I'll see you later. (laughs) I never even got a slice. Did she close? She, you know, I, I left and then found out that she had all her friends and she was hanging out eating, her, you know, ice cream cake. And then, well, Natalia, that's, no, that's not, not very nice. And Brian, you're kind of a sucker. <laughs> I, I, I was a sucker. But that, I mean, I was, what, 20 years old? You don't, you know, you're not very smart when you're 20. That's right. She was taking advantage of your youth. It wasn't nice, was it? Yeah. And she was like, what are you, like 26, 27, probably? Taya, do you do you have any response to that story? Is that pretty much how it went? <laughs> every time it's it gets, you know, more and more terrible every time he tells the story. Like, okay, then tell me what <laughs> tell me what really happened. I don't even remember now. It was <laughs> <laughs> good strategy to take, Natalia. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Whatever. We weren't even hardly hanging out, I don't think, by then anyways. So that was when we first got Why would I buy you cake then? Because you wouldn't leave me alone. No, I, I mean, you know, I, I have a history of not making great decisions, but I definitely wouldn't buy some random person a birthday cake, Obviously. especially if I wasn't, especially if I wasn't going to get a slice. You know, that's what, I'm really <laughs> sal- that's what I'm really salty about is I bought that cake and I never even got to eat it. <laughs> Does she let you have a uh, cake at her birthdays now? You know, I mean, that, that experience just ruined it for me. I don't even want any. I'm wondering if she even celebrates birthdays anymore because Ty, you're always telling your kids that you're 20, and I and know, then they I... ask me how old I am, and I'm 21, but you're my older sister, so <laughs> eventually they'll understand math. <laughs> they uh... she wants when she's 20, like mommy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, and she'll fight you about it if you if you tell her that she's older. I know. <laughs> I've tried. That's my girl. So do you guys? Do you guys have any other memorable uh, dates or or good stories like that, Brian, of other times that she took advantage of you while you guys were dating? <laughs> no, but I mean, we had a good time out there. Um, we explored every inch of that island. So when, I guess, Taya, when, when did you know that 
Like it was more than just hanging out and maybe it was more than dating. And you might actually like want to spend your life with this Marine that you met out in Hawaii. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know when it just clicked, but I do remember when we talked about it in his car and I, or his truck, sorry. And we were, I was leaving. I knew I was leaving at the end of the year. And then I told him that I didn't want it. I didn't want to keep dating him if it wasn't going to be anything. Like I didn't, cause I was going to be leaving. I wasn't planning on coming back mm-hmm. and, um, not to teach. And so I wanted to make sure that I was, you know, I mean, I wanted to go somewhere or, you know, just forget it. Cause we were going to be thousands of miles away and there wasn't any point. So, um, I, I remember talking to him about that and then he took that as asking me to marry him. No, so, I mean, it wasn't like right away though. No, it wasn't. But I mean, I remember that we, we talked about it and, we wanted to move forward from there. Mm-hmm. We were on the, we were at the lookout. I'm pretty sure if I remember right. No, when we talked about that, I think we were, uh, we were at your house and I was about to drop you off. I proposed to you at the lookout. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, okay. So he- here's my side, Andrew. And uh, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm always one person. The, the type of person to not believe in this nonsense. So it's funny coming from me, but, and it's super cliche. I knew as soon as I laid eyes on that girl that I was going to marry her. I don't know how I knew it. I don't know why that popped into my head. But when, when I first saw her with her stupid t-shirt with a tie printed on it, I knew <laughs> that I was going to marry that girl. And so everything that I did from that point forward was moving towards that goal. So, um, how did you then, whenever you proposed, uh, what, what did you do? Um, I'm not, I'm not really the romantic type. So it was, you know, I was scratching my head trying to figure out how to do it, especially in Hawaii, you know, you got so nothing to work with there, cool, you know, it's not you, like you, I mean, you've got so many cool, you know, uh, places to go to. It's. You know, so I wanted to pick something that had meaning. Um, so there's this lookout over Kaneohe Bay uh, where we, I think that's probably where we had like our first real, you know, non-superficial conversation. And that was our go-to whenever we would hang out, you know, just to hang out. We'd go to mm-hmm. the lookout and spend hours there. Um, and so I went there and... I mean, she didn't. She had no idea what was going to happen. Um, so I took well, her to look out. It's just like we had huh? already. We had we had already shopped for a ring, though. No, I just went in and looked, and so I don't know what you were doing, I, being nosy, I guess. I <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah, but right you didn't know that I was going to propose that no, day. I- you're doing it in, in particular, you're ruining his romantic story in the time. <laughs> no, that's a, that's the point. It, it was like the complete antithesis. So you know, like everyone's got a plan. You know, it's always everybody likes having plans, and it's always got to be perfect. And then, you know, when it comes time to do it, man, it just I felt you know if I feel like you wing it, um, and that's what I, I kind of winged it, kind of planned, kind of winged it. I I was just you know you get so nervous about it. It's 
it was, it's a big, I mean, that's a big, that's a big life decision. It's a big step to take. Yeah. Well, um, we ate, ate dinner. Remember you got us sandwiches. Yeah. From the, oh, you know what ruined it? From the commissary. Uh, there what was these it? crackheads in the car next to us and they wouldn't leave. <laughs> and like they were just, crackheads? yeah, they were just sitting there doing crackhead things and I'm waiting <laughs> for them to leave. It's starting to get dark. I'm running out of time. And so, <laughs> so I just over and tapped on the window and said, Hey, buddy, leave. I'm, I'm <laughs> you you got to get out of here, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> man, I was so mad. Maybe they were meth heads. I don't know. <laughs> right. You wouldn't want to falsely but, label them. They would probably get uh, offended. <laughs> you call them a crackhead when they're really a method, you know. But. So, Ty, yeah, you I, knew uh, it was, you knew something was coming eventually. You just didn't know necessarily that day? No, I did not know. What was I, your response whenever, whenever he asked? Well, I said yes. Well, that's good. <laughs> oh, I thought I was still waiting for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,. He pulled a flower out from behind the seat, and it had the ring in it. And did you did you notice it right away? The ring? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was one flower. The ring was pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't know. Did I cry? I don't remember if I cried. I don't think so. Yeah, you cried. <sighs> I doubt it. <laughs> you cried. Not like you know. <laughs> Balling, but you cried. But and I said yes, and then you know what he didn't tell you about that look at is we made out there a lot. So, you know. <laughs> hey, I thought we we're keeping this PG. Listen, you need to go back and listen to one that I did with David and Sarah, and the one that I did with Mom and Dad because they didn't do a very good job of keeping it PG. I don't well, need I have have that in my head. Say that it was very important. So. <laughs> That was his whole message. So that uh, that yeah. sermon today was all over the place. <laughs> oh, something else. So um, the proposal. How? So you you like at this point you were planning on leaving Hawaii and going back uh to the mainland. So how how long? Like when was this proposal? As far as like it happened, and then Ty, you go back east. It was like a week or two before I left. Okay. No. So what what did the whole wedding planning process look like and you guys figuring out what you were doing um, afterwards because you were very far away from each other? Yeah. Well, I wanted it in Kentucky so people could come. Yeah. My family come. And I wanted it soon, but that didn't work out with his family. But I pretty much, I mean, I talked to Brian about the stuff we were going to do, but I mean, since he went he wasn't there. He wasn't part of it, you know? Yeah. So L let me put it this way. It was her waiting and I also got an invitation. That's good. I'm glad you were invited, Brian. That was my favorite part was you being there. <laughs> but I seem to remember uh, you staying up very late in the evenings, Ty, whenever you were at um, our house on, on Creekside, when you guys were engaged and stuff, trying to have conversations with Brian because the, the time difference was so, uh, wide. What was the long distance relationship like? Because uh, you guys hadn't been used to that. Now you're engaged and you're trying to keep up with each other and stuff. What What was that like? Well, we fought a lot. Oh yeah, long distance is horrible. 
yeah, we didn't we didn't handle it very well. Plus, both of us were really immature and didn't really understand what we were getting into. You know, because mm-hmm. we didn't date for a very long time before we got engaged. We had known each how, other. But... Yeah, how long did you date before you got engaged? Officially, <laughs> like two yeah. months. Okay. But, but, but we've been hanging. Out. This is a recurring theme with family members <laughs> that I've talked to. <laughs> but yeah, but it was out like we've been hanging out together. Pretty, I mean, we were, I mean, we're pretty much exclusive since yeah, you know beginning of the year. But like right when I came back, we did it. But um, but it was really hard. Like the time difference because it's like five and six hours depending on, you know, daylight savings. And it's, um, he was working, you know, I was working and just tired, just stressed out. And I was home, but, you know, I'd been living on my own and coming back home was hard and um, not doing my own thing was hard. And I was lonely. I mean, I didn't have really any, a lot of my friends had moved on and, Brian was my only friend from uh, Hawaii that I talked to. So, Brian, what do you think was the hardest thing about um, having long distance? Was it just the communication thing, or um, what? What made it so difficult? Um, and I don't think this is you know this was exclusive to us or you know just the problem that we've experienced. Um, but when you're long distance, you're no longer on the same page. You know. Um, yeah. and especially with the wedding planning, she had her priorities somewhere different. I had my priorities somewhere different, you know, we're working towards the same goal, but we had different ways of getting there. Um, you know, uh, and, and communicating over, over a long distance is not the same as having someone right next to you. Um, a lot of stuff gets lost in translation. Um, you know, it, it like she like Tyler said, so we were we were immature. It's uh, <clears throat> I made the decision to get married very young. Um, fortunately, it's worked out very well for us. I would not recommend to anyone to get married that young. Um, you know, especially uh, as as a young working professional. You know, there's so much more development that you need to do. Um, you know, I, I I was just getting used to being on my own, you know, going from living at home to now, you know, doing my own thing in the military. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden now I'm responsible for someone else. Um, you know, that, that was a big jump in responsibility. That was a big jump in, uh, in commitment. Um, you know, and, you know, hindsight always being 50 or 2020. Um you know, I, I had a lot more growing to do to prepare to be a better husband, you know, not just a better person, but a better husband. Um, and so I was dealing with, you know, with the, the married stuff or the engaged stuff and uh, being as immature as I was, I wasn't not, not just ready, but capable of doing it. You know, I handled a lot of things wrong that I probably could have handled a little bit better. Um so it was a good learning experience, um, but I was glad for the distance relationship to be over. Yeah. So how long were you guys engaged? 
about nine months. Okay. And Brian, did you meet our family <laughs> like longer than nine months? Uh, well, I, when, when did I go visit, Tanya? You came after you got back. Or no. Got back from, got back from where? No, you came, um, you came cause I, it was like in July or something. Cause I flew to Houston to meet your family and then we flew back, didn't we? Back to, to Kentucky. And then you left from Kentucky to go back to Hawaii in July. Yeah, something like that. So, but neither of y'all had met each other's families until after you were engaged. Is that right? Right. Not, I mean, not, yeah, not officially. Um, yeah. I, I, I remember speaking to Jim and Lynn over Skype, you know, very, mm -hmm. very small amounts of time. Um, you know, so I didn't, it's not, I didn't know them. Yeah. So was that where either of you like nervous of how you'd get along with the other one's family since you hadn't really uh, met him? Uh, no, I, I get along with just about anyone. Andrew. Brian, Brian's a great guy. I agree with that. Now, Natalia, on the other hand, Natalia, were you nervous? Um, a little bit. And my fears were confirmed. <laughs> oh, well, because in, in your situation, out, there's even... <laughs> There's even though uh, more of a, a cultural divide, right? Because Brian, aren't your your parents used to live in Guatemala, right? Yep, born and raised. Um, they didn't they didn't come to you pretty much adults. So uh, you know, because it's different. You know, uh, we eat different things. We enjoy different activities. So. So was that was, something that was difficult for the two of you? Um, like maybe not even in the engagement process, but as you got married, was that something difficult that you had to work through just because you're from different backgrounds, the different ways of looking at things? Uh, yes. And let me tell you why, Andrew. This woman wanted to make everything into a casserole when we first got married. <laughs> and I do not like casseroles. <laughs> that would be a problem. <laughs> that, that was a problem, man. I want... I want some tamales, and she's over here making casseroles. Like, ooh, that was rough. <laughs> See, but Ty, you should have been ready, right? Because all daddy eats <laughs> is Mexican food, so. Yeah, but it's not the same. Yeah. But no, there. Uh, it was. It was hard, and I think, especially now that we've lived close to them, sometimes it's we still have to deal with it. Like, um, not just food. <laughs> food-wise, but the way we think things and, like, take on things and, um, it's just, I don't even know, it's just really different and it's, it, it, it it's hard, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Ryan tells me I'm white all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you are. <laughs> no, I mean, to put it, to put things in perspective, Andrew, I come from a, a fairly conservative, traditional uh, you know, Latino family. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so the 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 intergender dynamics, uh, your familial dynamics, it, it's all very different. Uh, you know, especially you know, especially, um, uh, you know, from from where my family's from, it's you know, the man has his role, the woman has her role, 
uh, the children have their roles, you know, and, and you don't, there's not really no reason to, to step outside those, those roles, you know, mm-hmm. for example, so. his mother waits on his, her father, hand on foot, his father, hand on foot. And that was very hard for me when we first got married. Like I, I get Brian's food and whatever, but that's not how we were raised, you know, and mom will take care of dad, but not in the same way, you know, like, and like they both work like his parents both work all day and then his mom is the one that cooks dinner, makes dinner, cleans up after dinner, and then, you know, feeds him and everything before she gets food. And I and that's great respect for her but her husband, but it's something that I you know, I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> and, but yeah, I that's how he grew up, you know? And so to him that's normal, but to me that's totally not normal. And yeah. you know, that was like, uh, wait a minute, <laughs> we had to. Yeah, so you know, the the first time we're having dinner together, and I'm sitting at the table waiting, and I'm like, who's bringing me my food? <laughs> <laughs> that that reminds me of uh, mom and dad have always told us about whenever daddy first met mom's yeah. family, um, yeah. how all the men would be in the one room, and then the the women would have serve them and then they would eat in another room with their own food and that daddy <laughs> didn't like that because <laughs> yeah. he was like he was like this is dumb why are like i can get my own food and i'm gonna sit with my girlfriend or fiance or wife whatever she was at the time and yeah, yeah. i mean you know, i mean your dad was a hippie though <laughs> yes yes he was a hippie very much so <laughs> yeah but that's me up too and so when i'm thinking like i'm not gonna do that <laughs> you know but so that was that was, I think, what that was one of the biggest things. Like when we first got married, how how they treated each other was hard for me because it's not how I grew up, but it was how he grew up, and so we had to find a common ground. Yeah. No. And I think probably like from talking to uh, you know you older siblings and mom and dad too, like that's something with every marriage, no matter what your background is, it's going to be different from the other person. You have to figure out how you're going to do things, not the way that each of your parents did it. But I'd imagine it was even more, it was a different kind of challenge and maybe a more um, difficult challenge because of the wider range and the difference of backgrounds. Yes. Um, to you. It was a very uh, big challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but you made it through, so that's good. Yeah. So I mean, now, now, now the challenge is kind of mixing those two cultures and, yeah. and backgrounds into raising our kids, you know? Uh, and we're both like, stuck. I like to give in on it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, Pastor Esteb did say, you know, for women to, you know, respect your husbands, like, like the Bible says, submit yourself, as oh unto, like as unto God, you know. So, I mean, I'm just throwing that out there, for, uh, for to whoever it may concern. Um, <laughs> now, like, uh, I mean, it's it's in life, life today is different too. You know, we're a little bit more fast paced than I grew up, and uh, maybe more so than um, you know Natalia grew up as well. Um, you know, so sometimes, you know, we're on a time crunch and we got to get the kids fed so we can go do something, um, you know, and it's, you sit them down and have meat. Well, when I was growing up, you know, you don't eat, you know, like you don't, you don't eat until your dad's sitting down and he starts eating as well, you know? Um, and that's out of, you know, that's out of respect for the, for the head of the household, um, you know? And so while I would like to teach my children the same thing. Um, you know, to have respect for whoever the head of the household is, 
um, you know, at the same time, it's like, uh, hey, the kids got to, they, they got to be somewhere at this time. We got to get them going. So, you know, everything's, everything's compromised. Everything's, uh, you know, not, not everything is set in stone anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, I want to go back uh, to, to catch this because I, I think we missed it, but um, tell me what you guys, what do you remember about your, your wedding day, the days leading up to it and then, and then your wedding day? Um, what was it like? Rem- what stuck out to you? I remember being freaked out. Brian wasn't going to get leave. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, man. So that's another thing about the military like is, yeah, they have to authorize every single day that you take off. And, uh, I mean, the person that's doing the approvals is under no rush to do it. Hmm. They didn't do it so, till like before or something. I know we had already bought plane tickets and everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was, I was ready to get in trouble. I, I already knew that I was going to leave even if I didn't get permission. Yeah. Um, but you but, made it. That was good. You were probably yeah. the most important guest, you know, at, at the wedding since it was Ty's day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, Man, it was. I remember it was cold. That's what I remember. Yeah. Because yeah, cool. March, right? March third in yeah. Frankfurt. Yeah, it was cold. I remember. And we're coming from eighty degrees in Hawaii to yeah forty degrees in Frankfurt. I remember. And I think there was a. Shut go ahead. <laughs> no respect. I'm telling you, Andrew. This this podcast <laughs> is going to end very badly. <laughs> I remember like the day of. Um, that I I didn't have to worry about anything. And I think that was the best thing ever, <laughs> except when we got left at the church. Other than that, <laughs> we, we had, got left at the church? Yeah, somebody was supposed to bring, uh, to leave daddy's truck for us so we could drive from the, um, kids are up. Hey, baby. Is Sissy awake? No. Okay, come over here. Um, so we could, uh, drive from the, church to the reception no we weren't supposed no. to drive Ty. somebody was supposed to take us that's why well whatever it was we got left yeah so and we're standing there like idiots outside of the the church Ty is freezing because she has no sleeves on yeah but that was the only yeah. thing like it was i think it went off without a hitch really i mean i didn't worry about anything mom had it covered and then they had an event coordinator at the reception, I think. And I mean, it was just, you know, mom was awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know what I remember is uh, driving around, getting lost, trying to find a place to get a haircut. And uh, and in the end, just saying, screw it, because I wasn't going to trust some weirdo, you know, with my <laughs> with my fade. I remember when we left the church, when we left the reception, they uh, dad's antenna came off. <laughs> No, yeah, we're what's that freeway going down to into Tennessee? Sixty-four. I don't know. I don't even know. But uh, anyways, yeah, we're we're driving at like you know sixty miles an hour, and then you hear the thing snap, and then (laughs) Toya's like, "Hey, the antenna's gone." (laughs) Oh my goodness! So we had no radio. (laughs) It's unfortunate. (laughs) Hey, remember that hotel uh, was overbooked? Yeah, so we had to go to another one. Yeah, but the other one that we went to was way better. And your parents got to keep the gift certificate for the hotel. Yeah, and it was comped or whatever. This yeah. is on the way to your honeymoon? Yeah. We 
we get into some stuff when we're <laughs> yeah. We are always so where, where uh where did you guys go for your honeymoon? We went to, went to we went to the farmhouse. Okay. Spent time in Tennessee. Yeah, and then we just went to Gallenberg and um, Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge the whole time. So that was we, fun. Yeah, it was. We had so much fun, and I would love to do that with the kids again someday. I mean, we had a blast. Yeah. Was We're, it still there? Or did it all burn down? No, it's there. A lot of it burned down, but they're rebuilding. Okay. But the what? What kind of things did you guys do when you were there? Everything that there was to do there, literally. Dinner, din- what those dinner uh, shows, the mysteries. To- oh yeah, we went to. Uh, remember that haunted Ripley's house? <laughs> <laughs> we went and we're with black this black family, and they were hilarious. Like so dramatic about this whole thing. <laughs> like they were so dramatic about it that it was making me scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were and then uh, we went to that aquarium too that was pretty fun yeah they had like a pass like you could buy like a pass and go to like five different things or whatever and so like the aquarium was part of it the um, haunted house was part of it um, the Ripley's I remember what it was yeah it was everything Ripley's we could go to everything that was Ripley's okay I guess. I don't know. But it was fun. We did that. And then um, we got one of those old time pictures taken, you know, where you dress up and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have it. I, I still have that. It's. Uh, I remember seeing I'm that. Just like, yeah, I'm just like a cowboy and Natalia's got this long, flowy uh, wedding dress. Yeah. So. And it says just hitched. And we ate at this diner every day, just about. <laughs> that was good so, food. It was good. But it's like. Like right when you come into, like where you either can turn like left or right to go to Pigeon Forge or to Pigeon Forge or Gallenberg, but it's mm-hmm. like, oh no, sitting right there at a gas station. But it was like this long diner, and uh, huh. we it was like this little fifties one. It was fun. We had a we had a blast. Cool, that's awesome. Oh, horseback riding. Yeah, and that horse did not listen to a single thing I was telling it to do. <laughs> I mean, it didn't even want to go down the the right path. You know, there's a there's a designated trail that we're supposed to take, and this horse is taking it the other way. Oh, I'm telling. You. <laughs> Brian always gets stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. So uh, so after the honeymoon, you guys moved to Kentucky. Is where you were staying? Is that right? No, we went to Hawaii. We were oh, you went to Hawaii. That's right. I'm forgetting that. So, Ryan, because you were still in the military. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I, uh, we went back uh, that March of 2012, and I didn't get out until September of 2013. Okay. Uh, so, Brian, you were still having the same job. Taya, what did you do uh, while you were out there? Um, I didn't do anything for a while. Um, I tutored uh, a little bit, and then... Um, I got a job on base, and I worked at the exchange for a little bit, and then I worked at their daycare because um, it paid like five dollars more. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I got, I worked there for like a month, and then that was when we left. So I, but I didn't work for a while. So probably about almost that first year, I don't think I worked. Okay. 
Oh. And then, well, uh, we only had one car, too. So, yeah. after we got the car, then we, then I could do more stuff, but. And then after, after Brian, you got off out of the military, you went back, um, you guys ended up moving to, to Kentucky and then down to Texas where you are now. Yes. Yeah. After I got out, um, uh, the plan was to, uh, go into a different branch, um, but that didn't pan out. And so then I started working at Edwards. I got sick of that pretty quick. Cause we got pregnant. Imagine. Yeah. You both well, get pregnant. I got pregnant with you. And <laughs> I was working at Cornerstone, and they didn't offer any benefits. So Brian yeah. got a job with insurance. Yeah. He worked at Edward, so we could pay for you. You don't have to pay for me. Yeah, we did have to pay for you. <laughs> Why? Because oh, you were so expensive. I don't know. I am not expensive. You are expensive. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and uh, end, end with this question, I guess, that I'll, I'll finish up with. Um, so Ty and Brian, I guess I'll start with you, Ty, and then, and then Brian, you can answer the same question. Um, what, what advice would you give to um, you know, your younger siblings or to other people or your kids as, as they start to get older of, of what makes up a good marriage? Um... Well, <laughs> Tony doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, communication for sure, and um, forgiveness makes up a lot. Um, because how immature we were when we first got married, um, we we uh, we fought a lot, you know getting used to one another and um but we instead of letting it go we sometimes let it build up you know and um making things worse than it had to be and um so communication forgiveness and sex is probably good Daddy. <laughs> just just like pastor Eastep said today <laughs> yes that was sermon that's not where i'm getting this from but that was a sermon <laughs> yeah he talked about marriage today and he was talking about communication it's very true and i i feel like with brian it's even more true because he doesn't tend to talk a whole lot and sometimes it's like dragging things out of him so okay don't make me sound like i'm autistic <laughs> or something no brian i think you've done great for <laughs> this interview at least you've talked so i don't know about the rest of your life it's something I had to learn to talk, um, to communicate with him in a way that we both would benefit from instead of, because it's different than just talking to a girl, you know, men are yeah. so much harder. So, but anyways, yeah, that's what I would say. So Brian, what would you say? What would be your wise advice to future generations of what it takes to, to have a good marriage? Um, well, I mean, obviously we've had a good run. Uh, we still have, you know, many, many years in front of us. Um, and uh, my advice is from what I've learned, so maybe it's just applicable to men. I don't know. Um, uh, but as a man, I mean, I would I would highly recommend to anyone that's thinking about getting married um, to 
go into the marriage the best version of yourself possible um, because you owe it to your significant other to be that person. Um, you know, I, I didn't. I was a very young, immature, selfish person going into it. And, you know, especially as a man, uh, you know, you're, you got a lot of responsibility and weight on your shoulders. Um, so by being that, you know, immature and selfish, irresponsible person, I did a disservice to, to the marriage. Um, you know, uh, at the end of the day, um, I'm the captain of the ship and, you know, so to speak. Um, so when the, when the ship sails or it sinks, it's, uh, it's your responsibility. So preparing yourself as best as possible for that. Um, you know, like Talia was saying, communication, but not just, you know, Oh, you know, I, I, I would speak to either hear myself speak or to, uh, or to offer a rebuttal. You know, I, you know, when you communicate, you, you better be spitting out something that has value and that's going to propel the relationship forward. You know, don't just open your mouth to say something. Um, and uh, I think one of the most important things is, uh, you know, uh, when you when you are communicating or when you are making decisions, um, you know, don't have any hidden agendas. Don't, you know, there's times that I would, I would do something, uh, it, you know, thinking or implying that I, I was going to benefit from it in, in return. Um, you know, it doesn't work like that. You, uh, when you do something, you do it a hundred percent and you do it because it's the right thing to do, you know, for, for all parties involved. Um, but, you know, like I said, still learning, still growing, um, still many years to go. Maybe you can ask me the same question in 30 years and I'll give you a different answer. We'll do. We'll be on episode uh, like 500 of the podcast <laughs> and then we'll come back. Yeah. Bye. Well, Ty, Brian, I really enjoyed uh, this conversation that we had. I hope you guys did too. Um, and thanks for joining. No thanks problem. for having us, Andrew. Uh, hope uh, what you've learned of us doesn't make you think negatively. I already think pretty are, negatively. About the time, we are so. a very weird. We are a very weird bunch. <laughs> well, you've got some Hobbs. Or you have a Hobbs family that you've married into, so that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, thanks for having us, Andrew. No problem. And to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining here on the Hobbs Happenings podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs. Join us next time on the podcast as I talk to Stephen and Alyssa with the same type of story, how they met, uh, dated, and got married, and, and what was behind all of that. Until then, toodles. <laughs>